Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And, uh, you know, we get great ideas from everywhere for Sawbones, uh, but this one came from the, the most unlikely of places. Yeah, can I say, though, I, we do get great ideas from everywhere because a lot comes from either my work or just the media or, like, pop culture, just stuff we're talking about. Um, most typically come from um, you wonderful listeners. I just— Shout out to everybody who Sometimes consistently. Jamie, and you didn't mention the Jamie. Oh well, you too. I just mean most of our ideas these days come from you all, and and I really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you. That you didn't provide this one, so you don't get credit for this one. But typically, it's from all of the uh, emails that I am the one who reads. Yes, not Justin, but I yes. do tell them tell him about them. This idea came from one Charlie McElroy. That's true. That's right. Uh, I was at a loss as to what to talk about this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And Charlie stepped up. She did. Uh, And she said that she saw a YouTube video. Now, she has the YouTube that you pay for. Yes. (laughs) I don't. Yes. How does she get to watch YouTube videos without ads and I don't? Uh, Because she's watching YouTube Kids. So they don't do ads. Well, on YouTube Kids, they like to show her a lot of uh, educational videos. Charlie will frequently recount historical things or science yes. facts or something to us. The Radium Girls was one. Yeah, she learns a lot. I She has has crafted an algorithm that is teaching her. Yes. Which says a lot about her, I think. A I lot think of good so things too. about her. Yes. It's like, and, and if I may, credit to the algorithm too. I want to go ahead and get out in front of that, giving a lot of credit to algorithms and AI. Just so they remember me, it's like a good egg. You know oh, what I mean? When like they when the, they take when they, over, yeah. Especially your when your profession gets dominated by AI. Yeah, which is just months away. I would like them to think of me as like a friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming for me too. You know. Yeah. Doctors. Yeah, they're coming for us too. I that explains the robo doc outside of Harmony House. I saw <laughs> there. I can't believe the government is paying robots to take care of. Uh, the homeless population. No, I, you know what? Actually, I may be the last one standing, like as as actual human doctor, because there's just no money in what I do. Yeah, so there's no interest. <laughs> it's in no that money one. for a robot. Robots ain't cheap, no. folks. Uh, anyway, they forget to tell you about robots taking over. Somebody's got to pay for these no, dang we, things. We've got robots in the hospital that wa- that surveil our patients. We so. saw a robot at the dang restaurant. Yeah, that, that restaurant in the, DC. The there robot that bus tables. Bus table restaurant. Anyway, uh, she watched a video about pineapples. Yes. <laughs> about eating pineapples. And specifically, uh, she said, did you know that pineapples, while you're eating pineapples, pineapples are eating you? 
It's, yeah, it was a really it was a really unhinged way to start a conversation. Uh huh. Well, that's I've t- I titled this "Do pineapples eat you?" Um, and she said there's some sort of uh, she said protein, which she was right in pineapples that eats you. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, have you ever? I was sitting here thinking, have I experienced pain after eating pineapple? Hundred percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I get heartburn, but that's with a lot of no. I feel like a acidic. sore, sore, achy burn in my mouth. Really? It, yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's, it reminds me of that cool time I ate pineapple a few minutes ago. But I, I feel like there's something wrong with me that I don't. I mean, again, but maybe it's just because I, I'm so like, I, I know the heartburn is coming, and so I'm in fear of that, and I, I don't, don't notice like you, the mouth sensation. I don't feel like you uh, chunk out as much. That's what. I call it when you, you eat, eat a pineapple. pineapple. I, I love like pineapple. You, I don't feel like you chunk out as much as I do. Though. But I love pineapple. But are you going to anyway. go absolutely whole hog if you see a pineapple? One of those beautiful spiny boys, you're going to cut it right in half. And just I ate it. a bunch of it. I tried the, and I knew this didn't work, but I did it anyway when I was uh, pregnant with Charlie and I was past dates and I really wanted to go into labor. Do you remember that? You were, yeah. I tried that. I tried everything they said, like everything, to, and I knew it wouldn't work. But I did eat a bunch of pineapple and got heartburn. <laughs> um, if you've experienced this pain after eating pineapple, it is from a substance called uh, – I, I double-checked the pronunciation, and I got bromelain or bromelain okay. or bromelain. Okay. Apparently, whatever you feel like. Just yeah. go with it. Yeah, Just let the spirit let guide it, you. Let it guide you. Bromelain uh, extract is a mixture of – it's not just one enzyme, actually. It's a couple different enzymes. That are in pineapple. Okay. Uh, that break down proteins, and so this these enzymes that are in pineapple that are in the whole fruit, uh, they they break down proteins. So are they eating you in a sense? Are they kind of digesting some proteins in your mouth? Yes, that is probably why you're experiencing that sensation. So are they? I don't know if you would call that eating you, but like yes, pineapples kind of eat you, and so. Charlie suggested this, and I was like, well, that's a really interesting little fact. I don't know if it's a whole episode. And then I started looking into bromelain, and uh, it has a whole medical history all of its own. All right. So good, we're going to talk about Charlie. the way that pineapples might eat you. Okay. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about enzymes, too, because yeah, I'm going to get into Yeah, I would like enzymes. some clarity on that. Yeah. Um, so sometimes the, the word bromelain, and I think it's important to know, like, So that term isn't an enzyme itself. It's like the word we use for the extract from the pineapple that contains a couple different enzymes and then some other substances too. And it also has been used to refer to a lot of different like similar plant enzyme kind of things. Mm -hmm. Really bromelain, what we're focusing on are these mainly two enzymes you get from a pineapple. And the two enzymes we usually just refer to as the fruit bromelain and the stem bromelain. One comes from the fruit. The one other comes, comes from, from the, the stem. The stem. Yes. The stem one is the one, and we're going to get into some of the commercial uses of this because this has a, an application. Oh, okay. There's a, we know all this about this extract because we extract it and mm. use it for things. <laughs> um, most comes from the stem, Probably for a very practical reason. Why? We eat the fruit. Oh, right. So we just have all these stems lying around. Might yeah. As well extract so, them. yeah. So if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to extract an enzyme from one or the other, I mean, you could extract it from the fruit, no problem, but it's yummy. So I eat the fruit. So you eat the fruit and then you extract it from the stem. 
we first figured this out, by the way, back in the 1800s. In 1891, there was a Venezuelan chemist who figured out a lot of things. I actually found him as I was trying to dig into, like, who was this person. I always try to do that, like, who found this? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Vicente Marcano is his name. And he was on a list of, like, neglected scientists, people that, like, made a lot of discoveries, specifically in the field of, like, chemistry. He, He analyzed a lot of different, like, fruit and plant components, you know, to look what's in there and what do they do and how can mm-hmm. we apply them and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was on a list of scientists who like make these important discoveries and it's specifically bromelain is considered a pretty important discovery. But then don't like you don't ever really hear their name or or know who did it in the first place. Well, look um, at us. I, pat ourselves on the back. Huh? Oh, we should pat ourselves yeah. on the back. Now we're at, uh, we're history. We're taking note. Unappreciated scientists. Here you go. I think it well, I think it's important to take him off the list. He got on Sawbones, the world's most popular medical podcast. He's huge. Well, and it's it's one of those things where I was reading about it. And so in 1891, he had some fermented pineapple and was isolating different substances from it to figure out what was in there and found this that there was this enzyme. It did not give it the name bromelin. That actually came like the following year. Other chemists were building on the work, you know, that's what scientists do. They build on the work of each other. Yep. And uh, we're repeating and confirming all of these findings and actually named it bromelain. And that was um, Russell Henry Chittenden, who like- that. Sorry, one more time. Let me get that name Chittenden. again. That's a good one. Russell Chittenden. Henry Chittenden. Who, who is considered one of like the fathers of biochemistry and stuff like that, who like is remembered, I guess, in- not by me necessarily. This isn't my specific area of interest. So, like, there are doctor scientist people that I immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to some of the, like, more laboratory-based scientists, I don't always know. But it it seemed to me that, like, if that is your vibe, you would know this guy and okay. maybe not have heard of Vicente Marcano. So, there Fair you go. Enough. Anyway. So, anyway, they they also found these substances. They found that they were enzymes and began to, like— formalize kind of what is in pineapple, what does it do, what could it be good for, what effects could it have, named it bromelain. Um, And what they figured out is that these enzymes are proteases, meaning that they are the kinds of enzymes that break down proteins, okay? Enzymes. Let's let's take a step back so that we can talk about enzymes because I think if you understand what an enzyme is and what like a protease is as opposed to other kinds of enzymes— It would help you understand why it would do certain things, but would absolutely not be applicable for other areas of medicine, right? Yeah, because honestly, Sid, I'm a little embarrassed to admit I don't um I don't know what an enzyme is. I don't know what an enzyme is. And when I when I told you that, you looked at me like trying to figure out if I was messing with like like if I was joking with you or not. Like you looked at me to see if I was serious about not knowing what an enzyme is. Honey, I have no idea what an Wait, enzyme is. Can I be honest? When you first said that, I had already included a little bit about what an enzyme is in like my show notes, like what I was going to explain. Um, and so I was more thinking, uh-huh, I wonder if I should explain it in more detail. So that was more. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. No, I don't expect you to know what an enzyme is. I took, I took a lot more science classes than you. That's fair. Like by necessity. Yeah. That's okay. And I don't expect you to know that you have to camp Dylan Star sign to find the last page of the Testament of Veneer in EverQuest. So it's just different things. That's a video game. There you go. I know that. Uh, okay. So an enzyme is 
it's something that your body naturally makes. So it's just in there. Your body's making lots of them. You've got lots. You're just full mm-hmm. of them. Um, and it's a type of protein that's going to speed up some kind of chemical reaction. So our bodies are big, giant, not giant. There's big. <laughs> I mean, giants are big. Gi- <laughs> giants body. The bodies are giants are big, giant. We're just big chem labs. Yeah. And actually, now that I put it that way, we're small chem labs because whales my, are big chem labs. Yeah, like my body is smaller than an average chemistry lab, which is like a whole room at least. Yeah, not a person. Not necessarily smaller than a meth lab. A meth lab can really just be like a bottle. That is not a lab. It's a bottle. No, but we say like meth labs, and like you can have like a meth lab in the trunk of your car. That's a that's okay. That's so a like, trunk of the car that's a meth lab. But though. like no, but like the the components that make it the meth lab are sm- can be small. Anyway, my point is certain, our bodies are chemical. Yeah, I'm saying at a certain labs. point, if you can't call it a lab with a straight face, it's not a lab, right? You can't just. I put always it- thought when people said that they had a meth lab, they like they found a meth lab in the house. I always assumed like, oh my gosh, they built a whole a lab. lab. But it's not necessarily. That's like saying that the 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 windowsill where we're currently trying to get rock candy going is like a candy factory. Exactly. That's or not- like when we brewed beer in the guest bathroom, we didn't have <laughs> Welcome to the ale house. <laughs> we didn't have a brewery. <laughs> we had a bathroom. <laughs> we had a bathroom with a big It's so extremely low gravity. Giant glass. Possibly tainted and grafted beer. <laughs> that was supposed to taste like pumpkin. Um so anyway, inside our body, chemical reactions are constantly happening. This is important. Our body is is always at chemical imbalance. Right. We are constantly like unbalanced and then unbalanced in a different direction, like going in a different direction. And that is important because when you finally reach chemical equilibrium, we call that death. Right. Uh, so enzymes make these things go. So don't look for perfect, I think is the metaphorical yeah. thing here, right? Don't yeah. go for perfect. It's okay. I like You're to not- live my life constantly imbalanced. Yeah. Imbalance, not in balance, out of balance, unbalanced. Yeah, out of balance, that's good. Well, that sounds <laughs> like you're going to fall. Um, enzymes make these things go, okay? There are different kinds of enzymes that do different things. So, for instance, an amylase breaks down carbohydrates. A lactase breaks, breaks down, down milk. Lactose, just sugar that is found in milk, that is of mm-hmm. dairy, yes. You've probably heard of lactase, because lactase is in the supplement lactate. Right. Lactase if, breaks down lactose. If you need lactase because you don't have enough to help you break down lactose, you take extra lactase. Got it. In the form. Exactly. Lipase breaks down fats. Uh, there's sucrase that breaks down sucrose, which is another kind of sugar. You can find it in like fruits and veggies. You get that ace thing on the end. You're seeing that theme. Mm-hmm. And it tells you from the front part of the word, the first part, what it breaks down. So a protease, which is what we're talking about, these enzymes that are in uh, bromelain, are down protein. They break down proteins. Exactly. And it's important to understand that. So, like, your body needs all of these enzymes. They're breaking down all these things. And a lot of this has to do with digestion that I'm focusing on. Are they a chemical? They're a protein. Okay. Yeah. But you're full of enzymes. Like, what I just named were a bunch of digestive enzymes. Are protein cells? Are proteins? No. What's a pro? I mean, what is a protein then? What is a protein? Yeah. Come on. Like, I'm trying to get it down to the basic building blocks, like, like, right? Like, like so- a collection of amino acids. Okay. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. okay. Does that make more sense? I mean, I, you know, I could go another layer down, but I'm just trying to. There are to- proteins in cells. Amino acids are the basic building blocks of life. Mm-hmm. Some of those form into proteins. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Some proteins are enzymes, but yes. not all proteins are enzymes. There you go. All right. There you go. And these, uh, and like I said, I'm giving you examples of enzymes that are from digestion because that's sort of like the world we're in right now. There are enzymes that catalyze, meaning make happen, all kinds of reactions in your body all over all the time. Enzymes are constantly doing things. And enzymes are helpful uh, targets for us to know about in medicine if we need to speed up or stop certain things. Okay. Enzymes are a good target to do that, right? Okay. Um, so uh, anyway, for instance, there is a class of HIV medication called a protease inhibitor. That's inhibits it inhibits that break down a protein. A, yes, an enzyme that breaks down proteins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we, we naturally make enzymes in our body. They do different things. And it's important to know that a protease, which breaks down, helps catalyze the breakdown of proteins. Mm -hmm. Like that's how the, it, it makes the reactions that break down proteins happen. Okay. Um, could it break down other things that aren't proteins? A lot of the basis of some of the pseudoscience that developed around, I mean, not just bromelain, but a lot of different enzymes really, has to do with this idea that if well something if something can break down protein, it probably can break down fat, right? Yes. No. No. No, that's a different enzyme. We Diet. have those. That's not that's what this a lipase. is. Yes. So even though that doesn't really make chemical sense, it doesn't stop people from marketing it that way. So you we figured out that what bromelain is, you get it from pineapples. Here's what it can do. It's got these enzyme enzymes in it. And it wasn't long. Before it was really, I mean, by the mid 1900s, that people started saying, "Well, what else could this stuff do?" So I want to talk about all the different medical—I uh, don't want to say applications, theoretical applications. But first, we got to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. 
Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it, but you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us, and I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature, and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Co-Optober continues in celebration of National Co-Op Month. I'm Palmer Muniz, producer and a worker-owner at MaxFun. I'm Mrs. Ambrosio, producer, and I'm also a worker-owner at MaxFun. This week is all about community. Of course, we couldn't be a co-op without the MaxFun community, and we love it whenever members of our audience get together. So we're having another MaxFun meetup this Thursday, October 12th. And next week, we'll be hosting a panel discussion with other worker owners across the co-op community. And we are still selling our limited edition Launch Crew merch available to all MaxFun members. But only through the end of the month. For more info on Meetup Day and everything Co-Optober, head to MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Have a great week. So, Sid, what are people using this this uh, protein for? Bromelin was one of the— because Because I think pineapple itself had been used in different, like— um, medical traditions like like folk medical traditions Mm -hmm. so not necessarily what we think of as like evidence-based you know medicine um because it was already used in those ways i think once we started isolating these active substances we have these enzymes that do something from pineapples it was really easy to start seeing like well no wonder in this traditional use you know pineapples Mm -hmm. in this part of central america have always been thought to be 
you know, good for digestion. Oh, it must be because of this. I mean, that's that's really how these things start to build. Yeah. And you start to assume that there's a causation where there might just be a correlation. Makes sense. Um, weight loss was one of the first things that uh, it was thought bromelain, I think by modern marketers, would be helpful for. Um, in, in traditional folk use, pineapples were not necessarily for weight loss, even though I would say that switch now. Um, that was really the way it was built. And I think it's hard, like weight loss is one of those areas where I feel like everything that has ever been marketed as a supplement, they've also said weight loss at some point, mm -hmm. right? Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like people lie about what works for weight loss constantly um, and, and prey upon people. So um, the claims were based on the idea and they used to make, and this used to be like a popular misconception. Uh, pineapple has stuff in it that can break down fat. Yes. That was the thought. It doesn't, but that's what people thought. So if you take this supplement from pineapple, it can burn. I mean, they used to say like 900 grams of fat that's was random. what, how one mark pick. Yeah. How one supplement was marketed. And this spilled over the idea of pineapple itself. So have you ever heard somebody tell you like, yes. if you want to lose weight, eat a piece of pineapple every day? Yeah. More grapefruit, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, and I, again, a lot of different fruits have, so pineapple isn't the only thing that has an enzyme like this. Like there are other fruits like kiwi and papaya that have similar enzymes. And so you see this kind of spill out to other fruits too. If you eat this fruit, it has the special enzyme. <laughs> It'll burn all your fat instantly. So just eat this fruit all day. And, you know, part of what makes these things kind of stick is that, also, if you eat nothing but fruit all day, you'll probably get diarrhea. Yes. And that might dehydrate you. Yes. Which may actually m cause the number on the scale to go down a little bit. This is not healthy. No. This is not anything anyone would recommend. No. <laughs> um, in fact, if somebody tells me, and it's usually fruit juice, that they're drinking a ton of fruit juice, my first concern is you're probably going to get diarrhea. You have you super should, diarrhea. Yeah, you're, you should not do that. Um but that's that. This is where this idea that pineapple is good for weight loss. This is where this comes from. Mm. It's because it contained this enzyme that gives you the squirts. That pe no, well, no, I'm not saying that this enzyme does. I'm not even saying pineapple necessarily gives you the squirts. I mean, it might. I don't know. Well, I've never heard you say. I would say that there is probably a giant list of foods we could generate right now that would be under the category. If you eat enough, this will give you the squirts. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things all like that. Food, let's start here. All food makes you poop, <laughs> by definition. So, in terms of weight loss, the thought was really based on a misconception. So, there was no, like, study done that right. said, like, we gave a bunch of people bromelain or we gave a bunch of people pineapple and they lost weight. And so, we think – and we're so, now we're marketing gut. this we're supplement. With their gut. Yeah, we just feel like this probably makes sense. And so, we're going to market it. And since – and you can – by the way, if you Google bromelain, the first thing that comes up – is a bunch of supplements that are still for sale, that are still on the market. Yeah. This has not gone away. And now I'm going to go through, they will tell you it's for other things too, but weight loss is still one of the things that they will tell you you can take this supplement for, and that is based on nothing. It's, it's actually based on an, a misunderstanding of what the enzyme fundamentally does. It is, I will say that there are some actual, outside of some of these other medical applications I'm going to break down, um, it is extracted and used for cosmetics. Like you'll find it in some, the idea being that it can break down and remove dead skin cells. 
Mm. So you'll find it in some like facial creams and and things like that. Um, it is also used as a meat tenderizer. Oh. This makes sense. It breaks down protein. And, and meat's protein. There you go. So, and I started to wonder, like, if you think about cooking, like, ham and pineapple together. Like, yeah, I wonder if that's, that's where. That's a common, that's a not uncommon. You're, you're um, discussing pizza. It, it's well, I similar. do chicken and pineapple, but. but still, it's yeah. like, it's a meat. Well, but if you start thinking about, like, putting pineapple with meat makes sense not only, like, I think it's delicious, but nope. also um, it would tenderize. Like, the enzymes in pineapple do tenderize meat. They do, and we can extract this compound, and it is sold as a meat tenderizer and used commercially to tenderize meat. So mm. it, it, this, it really does do these things. So this is why, like, the, the discovery of bromelain actually led to real, real deal, real-life commercial applications. However, in addition to investigating it for weight loss, um, a lot of, like, alternative medicine has tried to find other things it could do. And this, again, is not unique to just this enzyme. There are lots of things that are sold as enzymes out there as supplements. You will find lots of different like naturally derived or synthetically, you know, replicated enzymes out there that they will tell you you need to take for various things. Um, when it comes to bromelain, there have been claims that it will help with osteoarthritis, with heart disease, with uh, asthma. Sinus infections is a huge area, the thought being that it like reduces swelling in like your sinus cavity and like in your yeah. nasal passages. And so we'll reduce like some of the inflammation and the symptoms associated. The idea that it can help with autoimmune disease has been floated. Um, cancer. Ugh. And obviously the worst of all these things, diarrhea. Yeah, you know, that's a serious problem. That's what you really don't want to, of all this list that I just said, you know. Diarrhea is, diarrhea is the worst. Um, and like a lot of supplements, it has very limited research. Like if you go through all of these claims, and a lot of people have, a lot of people have gone through piece by piece to evaluate like the different claims. If there is any research, and sometimes there's none, sometimes it's like kind of like I said about the weight loss. Mm -hmm. Well, it's got an enzyme. That sounds complicated. Maybe that breaks down fat. Go for it. Take it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really like the basis for some stuff. Other stuff, there is, somebody tried to do some research at some point. Yeah. For the most part, they're either in vitro studies, meaning we put some cells in a Petri dish and get and put some bromelain in there and we observe this effect. Right. So that is interesting, but doesn't necessarily mean that it will do anything in your human body. So mm. those are where research, that's where you begin to look for answers to questions, but that is never where you end your search for answers to questions. Mm -hmm. Same thing. There are a couple where you'll find some like mouse models for a couple of these things. Mm. You know, does this do something in a mouse? Um, again, that doesn't mean it works in a human. Right. Mice uh, are much smaller than us and love cheese. <laughs> that's, there are other differences yeah. between us and mice. Um, but because I also love cheese. That's true. Yeah, so... Anyway, the point is there aren't any huge robust studies for any of these things. I'm going to get into like there is there are a couple human studies that have actually been done. But when we talk about like if we know a medicine works or not, mm -hmm. it's based on a ton of research that started in a lab, started in a Petri dish, moved on to animals, moved on to humans, was rigorously, you know, what we call double-blinded, meaning yeah. the patients don't know what they're taking, the doctors don't know who's getting what, randomized, controlled, make sure that your different study groups are, 
the same and that there's not other confounders and large enough to eliminate the possibility of coincidence. Because mm-hmm. stuff just random, like sometimes things, things just get happen. Better, yeah. And if you have enough people that you're testing it in, you should be able to eliminate the likelihood that that's why you're seeing that. But if you don't, then it, it's nothing more than, huh, that's interesting. More research is needed. That's yeah. the conclusion for all that. So I even found one that was trying to claim that it would probably have the ability to fight COVID, oh, God. which I feel like is going to be the new, like this is now the trifecta. You find that when it comes to something that has no real basis in evidence that that it does anything, people will claim that it does weight loss. Mm-hmm. That's like a big one because that's very profitable. You're right. People will claim the cancer thing. Because they're buttheads. Yes, which is just the worst, but like people jump to it. Sure. And I think it's also because, again, you're preying on people who are really desperate because we know that there are there's a lot of stuff in cancer that we don't have the cure for. Of course, yeah. Not all cancers, but there are lots of cases we do. And so there's an opportunity to really exploit people. And so throw it at cancer. And then I feel like COVID is now the big that's the big three right now. Now I'm I'm assuming this is because of when we live. Yeah. I hope that that will end at some point. But a lot of people will just start throwing these supplements at COVID. Like, well, I don't know. We don't understand this. It's like, well, no, there are scientists actually studying and seeking to understand it. We don't need to throw every weird fruit enzyme at it that we've got. So anyway, none of that has really held up with any evidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the COVID stuff was sort of based on like theory. And again, like we put it on some cells in a dish and I don't know, seemed good. Um, I, the, one of the human studies I found for this, I kind of wanted to break it down. So when I talk about like why a human study was underwhelming, I feel like it's helpful for me to give an example. Yeah, please. So I found a study that looked at, os- it was its effectiveness on osteoarthritis of the knee. Osteoarthritis is what we kind of think of as like wear and tear arthritis. Like the arthritis that you get from, you know, it can be from just overuse of a joint or depending on what your career was, what your job was, what your sports you play, that right. kind of thing. Right. Like type two diabetes, right? You get it later in like you get it later in life from like lifestyle stuff. Is it the same thing? No. Well, actually, no. Type two diabetes is highly genetic. But type one, oh, okay. All but right, I mean sense. age of onset, you're right. Type two people get later in life, and type one you tend to get younger, um, generally speaking. But but uh type two is not I think that's well, I'm glad you said it because it's always important when somebody says, like, well, you eat so much sugar, you're gonna get diabetes. That's not really a thing. Oh, really? No. Oh, good to know. No, nice. that's not it's not gonna give you diabetes. There are other reasons to balance your diet and not only eat sugar. <laughs> I'm not endorsing the sole consumption of Whatever. sugar. I'm already partying everywhere. Uh, but it, not for that reason. Anyway, so there was a study they did on arthritis of the knee. They had patients come in who were like, My knee hurt. And they had about 100 patients. They gave half of them an enzymatic supplement. So it was a supplemental pill that contained bromelain as well as other enzymes, not just bromelain. (laughs) And the other half of the patients, they gave something called diclofenac, which is a um, prescription strength anti-inflammatory. It's similar to like ibuprofen or naproxen. But it's stronger and it's only a per- – in this country anyway, it's a prescription medication. I bet that one would definitely work better. <laughs> so they compared the two groups. After six weeks, they brought them back in and were like, so how's the knee? And what their conclusions were were like it worked the same. Basically, everybody was pretty great. Everybody's knee pain was better. Not everybody, but the majority of patients responded. 
and they responded at the same rate. So what we can conclude is that this unregulated dietary supplement made up of a bunch of fruit enzymes works just as well as a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication that has been rigorously studied and whatever. And the problem is, like, I think, one, that's a tiny amount of patients. Two, there was no placebo. Everybody got something, yeah. unless you include the enzyme as a placebo. <laughs> there was no there was no control group, really. There was no placebo group. You need that. You would need a lot more people to have this mean anything. Um, and I also have an issue with the fact that if you've got something like chronic arthritis, it's something that you, because we can't cure it or fix it other than like replacing your knee, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you learn to kind of live with it and manage it on your own and you have good days and bad days. And there are lots of things in your life that will exacerbate or help calm that condition. And so to ask people six weeks later, about the pain is a wild... It's like maybe they've adapted to it more so they don't notice it as prominently. Or they're just having a good day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, before my dad got his knees replaced, they were both completely degenerated. I mean, he had knee pain all the time. But he still had days where he felt better and days where he felt worse. And things he could do in his life that made it better and things he could do that would make it worse. Like take pineapple supplements. (laughs) None of that was really taken into consideration. So when when I say, like, it's a study that's like, well, okay, but that's... Fine, you saw that. All that should do is make you want to do a real study. Yes. It wouldn't answer your question. That's about you can't all it is. conclude that this works as well as diclofenac from this. Makes sense. So I take issue with that. Um, there is one medical application that it does work for. Okay. This is this has been approved for use. This has actually been studied. Um, first in uh the EU, it was approved, uh something called Nexobrid, okay. which is basically it's um a topical, meaning you put it on the skin, application of enzymes, including bromelain, that uh, can help debreed, which means remove, get rid of dead tissue from burns. Hmm. So it has been used there. It was developed by a company, MediWound, and used for um, burn patients. Oh. Yes. And in in December of last year, it was approved for use in the United States as well. So it's pretty new here. Uh, Anacolase gel is... The name that it's used. So you see that ACE at the end. Yeah, you see that ACE. Yeah. That means it's an enzyme. It's breaking stuff down. Um, and you can use it on uh, deep partial thickness or full thickness burns. It should only be used in burn centers. This is not something you're going to buy over the counter and put on a burn you got while you were cooking. This is, Because you also have to put like um, other ointment on the surrounding skin like paraffin or something so that it doesn't break down all the skin around it. Too. So you just want it to break down the... The, like the burned area. So it can be used to debride or get rid of some of the burnt tissue, which basically, is part of burned care. You've got to get rid of the, the dead tissue. It eats the burn ends. It eats the crispy bits and then leaves the good flesh. There you go. Left. There you go. It's kind of like maggots, except not as gross. Oh, man. Which maggots can eat dead tissue and can be used in medicine as long as you get the right kind of maggots and they're sterile maggots. So don't, again... Just like you can't buy this stuff over the counter and slap it on your, you know, don't burnt just go thumb. Harvesting maggots. Don't don't go grabbing maggots and putting them on a wound. You might get the wrong kind. And don't go chasing waterfalls. As long as we're at it, just giving away good advice. So there is so there is like a real deal medical use for this that has been studied and is approved by regulatory agencies that look at drugs and say, do they do what they say they do and do they hurt people? And no, this does what it says it does. And yeah, there's some side effects, but it is as good as other things that we use to debride wounds or to, to, I'm sorry, to debride burns. But does it help with anything else like weight loss? No, there's no evidence that supports any of this other stuff. The, the sinus infection claims, uh, certainly COVID cancer, heart disease, 
there's just nothing, there's no robust evidence that would support any of it. So when you see these supplements that you can buy over the counter, it's another one of those situations that we talk about a lot where like your best case scenario is you're wasting your money. That's the best case scenario. Um, And it's the same with like taking, eating pineapple every day. I mean, if you like pineapple, I think that that's good for you. Yeah, go for it. Um, But it's not going to, it's not like you need to from a health perspective. Obviously, the other question is, are these supplements dangerous? Is bromelain dangerous? Well, if you're allergic to pineapple, it definitely is. Good note. So don't, please don't take a pineapple supplement if you're allergic to pineapple. (laughs) I think you know that though. Um, And uh, it can interact with some medications. Like Ah. a lot of these unregulated, herbal, natural, organic, whatever word they want to use, supplements that are out there. Just because they don't actually do the thing they tell you they're going to do doesn't mean they don't do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, some of them do stuff. And they can interact with the way that your body metabolizes some other medicines you may be on. So without going into detail, my caveat with any of these is if you really want to take one, and I'm telling you I don't believe you should because it doesn't do anything, you really need to talk to your healthcare provider first so that you can go over your specific medical conditions, your right. allergies, and what other medicines you may be taking because all of this stuff can interfere with other medicines you may be taking. Yep. And you need to know that and so that you can go in informed. Um, generally, it's not very toxic. It's just, it's again, it doesn't... Pineapple is delicious. I love it. Does uh, not belong on a pizza, obviously. It absolutely belongs. It belongs it's, on... here. Let, can I tell you the best pizza? Can I tell them my pizza recipe before we go? Yeah, please tell them your and sorry, I forgot you forgot the air quotes or perhaps more accurately scare quotes when you said pizza, but go on. This is what I order on a pizza if it's just for me. I like a thin crispy crust. I like a lot of sauce. Yeah. A so red sauce. Extra sauce. Extra sauce. No cheese. <laughs> Don't and I hope I haven't lost you yet. No cheese. They're please. already leaving the room. Um, I love cheese, just not on pizza. It's not where I want it. I want to just eat a block of cheese. Um, green peppers. Red onions, if they have them. I'll take regular, I'll take like yellow or white or whatever, but red if they have them. Grilled chicken and pineapple. All right. My- and then if you've got, if you've got some like, if it's a place that does fresh basil, yum. If it's a place that will add some oregano, yum. And if a little bit of red pepper flakes could make their way on my there, kids, that would be perfect. Our daughters eat, Charlie eats no toppings, just cheese. Cooper eats no toppings, just sauce. I live in a, p- a pizza criminal <laughs> house. I live in a house of pizza criminals. Please send help. Um, whoever you use to get El Chapo, just send them to my house, please, and save me from this this pizza prison that I find myself in. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you, Charlie, for this recommendation. She doesn't listen to our show, but I'm going to tell her that I thanked her on our show for for asking if pineapples eat you because it turns out that kind a hey, little. They sort, uh, of, sort of, they eat you. Thanks to taxpayers. She uses her song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you for listening. Appreciate it. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.